Today I have uh, Ms. Hannah Talbot back on the show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about somatic therapy and the different types of ways to approach somatic healing, um, how to integrate somatic healing with maybe some of the energy work or some of the body work that you're con currently doing. Uh, but also really kind of comes down to the idea that we're all doing some type of somatic work one way or the other, uh, whether we realize it or not. So if you're afraid to step towards somatic work or it seems intimidating, uh, hopefully this conversation can uh, dismiss some of those, um, those fears that you might have and help you realize that you're doing a lot of this yourself already. Uh, we also talk about the idea of evolution and uh, tiptoe a little bit through quantum physics, which neither of us know uh, anything about, but we try our hardest. So uh, love talking with Hannah. I really hope you get something out of this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back. Uh, today, I'm talking with one of my uh, just dearest friends in the world, uh, Miss Hannah Talbot. Uh, so Hannah's been on the show multiple times. We've done uh, multiple series on the chakra system. Uh, we've done a lot of just different work in different conversations. It's just love talking with Hannah. She's my Reiki uh, master. Uh, she's seen me through all three levels of Reiki. She's seen me through all levels of insanity. She's seen me through all levels <laughs> of joy and love and happiness. And, uh, and that's like the perfect person, right? They, they, they see you and accept you in every space that you're in. And, uh, Hannah has been, uh, you know, lovingly uh, nurturing her business called Anamkara down in Spokane for the past few years, actually coming up on a year, uh, two year anniversary, three year anniversary. Two years in two February. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, so sad as we are to lose her on the West side of the state. Uh, I'm so happy that the East side of the state is, uh, is welcome and embracing you and the energy and the love that you have. Um, and uh, so Hannah today, uh, we're going to talk about somatic therapy and somatic healing. Um, you know, if you're new to the show or if you've been a witness to the show, uh, we, we talk a lot about different types of healing modalities, different ways to approach life, different concepts, different theories, different practitioners. And um, somatic healing is one of actually one that's been speaking to me a lot recently. And that's something, you know, and, and you know, again, if you've listened to the show before, one of the things that I've kind of stepped into as an as a energetic worker is um, trying to improve my intuition. And th so through that, um, I'm utilizing my intuition now to see the little Easter eggs that are dropped in front of me. And mm -hmm. the Easter eggs that have been in front of me recently have been people asking me about somatic healing, somatic therapy. Can you help me with this? Do you know any practitioners? And, you know, my responsible, the responsibility that I hold as an energetic healer or in this modality is I'm not going to. I'm not going to half-ass something. I'm not going to watch a YouTube video. I'm not just going to read something and be like, oh, I got that. I can figure that out. Um, mm -hmm. I take the information in saying like, okay, so now I've had five people come to me and ask me for somatic healing. Clearly, yeah. somebody thinks that I they, they find comfort in my approach to that if and when I get there. So I'll do my due diligence. I'll take a training. I'll do my, you know, stuff like that. So, so it's so cool that you reached out and said, hey, let's talk about somatic therapy because that's high on my list of things to, to deepen my own knowledge on. So uh, yeah. love you and love our conversations. Thanks for taking some time. Where I really appreciate talking to you. Uh Thanks, Adam. You know, I love being here. When you asked me to be on the show, it was like, of course, Hell you know, yeah. I will. I always will. I love getting this opportunity. And it's just that an opportunity. So thank you. Thank you. And if you ask me, and we you do. are, <laughs> <laughs> you are a somatic healer already. This, this work is, you know, you've been doing this for a long time and, you know, we just give things new names 
um, healing evolves. And while, yes, I think that there's some new practices that are connected to this that maybe you haven't tapped into yet, my guess is that you could teach me a couple things. Um, <laughs> and, and honestly, I know your work. I know how you operate and I know as being your Reiki master and, you know, not only teaching you Reiki one, Reiki two and Reiki three, but also having you assist me in teaching a few of my, my courses as well. And then you going through the Reiki mentorship that I did, like, so there's, there's this kind of thinking that, you know, and this is a question that I get asked a lot, mm. like what's the difference between Reiki and somatic healing. Beautiful. So maybe I'll kind of start there and it'll help you have some clarity around, oh, actually I do do that. And um, yeah, so let me kind of break it down for you. So please. So, and really this course, so I teach a, a 10 month, it, it's, it's evolved from eight to 10 months now. It's a 10 month course called Somatic energy practitioner certification. And the, the idea is that you will walk away after this 10 months feeling confident in working with people and working on bodies and working with energy. But what does the word practitioner mean? It just means to practice, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to want to ever share this work with anyone else. This can completely be for your own healing. You don't have to um, monetize this in any way, shape or form, but you can, yeah. you know, and, and so. Well, let me speak to that real quick. And just to, uh, okay. you know, just, I just want to share this. If I have, if you haven't heard this story before with my, my experience with Reiki one yeah. <clears throat> through, through Hannah and, and through, uh, I think Jen Calvert was, uh, was co hosting yeah. that first yeah. one. Right. So I, at, so when I years and years ago, when I decided to do Reiki one, um, I did not do it for myself. I did not do it because I felt called to it. I did not do it because I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to start seeing, seeing clients. Right. Right. I did it for, Two main reasons. One, to support Monica, my, my fiance, and to help her just to do something with it, right? You know, as couples, we, we sometimes drift apart, so we want to find things to do together, right? So she was very passionate about it. So I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And the other one was to support you and, and to support you and the new venture you were doing. And, you know, this is a new life that you were turning into. And, you know, we have a lot of similarities with restaurant backgrounds. And so, like, anybody getting out of the game, I'm going to fucking do what I can to help you. Yes. So it's like, here's my yes. money. Here's my time. Let's do this. If I just sit there for hours and get a numb butt and just hear you and support you, that's all I want, <laughs> right? And and so, like, and I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm ingesting the information. And, it's, and I'm, like, getting emotional with, with hearing you talk. And, mm -hmm. and, and then we sat and you attuned us mm -hmm. and, um, and attuning is basically, you know, you're, you're, you're putting the energy into that person or activating the energy within that person, right? Yeah. That we all have it, right? It's just bringing right. that knowledge to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And the moment that you opened my palms and drew the symbols in and then closed my palms back up, my hands felt something. It, it, yeah. And it was like, you know, that, that numbing feeling, like when you sit and you sleep funny and you wake up and your hands tingly and then it slowly gets that feeling that yeah. stuck around for, for days. And, and it yeah. blew my mind. It totally took me off guard. It, it, 
opened something in me that I had no idea what to do with. And I literally was sitting on the couch for days afterwards, just looking at my hands, looking at the TV and like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. And the more I sat with it, it was like, well, you actually do know what to do with it. You know, if you really look yeah. down deep, you know exactly what to do with it. First off, you put those hands on yourself and you heal yourself. You start that yes. process. Yes. And then here comes level two. And it's like, hey, okay, I guess we're doing this. And level three, it's like, oh, God, I guess I'm seeing clients now. And so the reason yeah. I share that is because, like, you might not know the reason why you're curious about what you're curious about. You might not know yeah. why you've been drawn to somatic healing. But yeah. you're drawn to it for a reason. And so take that step, right? Make that commitment to yourself. We have such an issue with investing in ourselves. Take yes. that money, take that time, take that whatever it is, put it into yourself, see why you're called to it. And if, if it's nothing, then it's nothing, right? But if it's that I, thing that you've been looking for that just all of a sudden magnetizes you and activates your body and gives you something to, to marinate on for a while, good investment, good investment. Heck yeah, heck yeah. And that's exactly, you know, like so much so many people go through the training thinking oh i'm going to do this um so that i can be a practitioner a healer uh somebody who gets paid to do this and what they find is whoa this was all about me this was for me um so and i love that you kind of described the process of reiki and so generally you know western reiki um dr yusui's reiki is taught in a weekend, um, maybe even one day. And, um, and you, you know, my course, we, we go deep into the history. Um, my course has changed so much since you first took it, but yeah. we go deep into the history. Um, we, we, we talk about what energy is. And then you go through an attunement process, like you described, which is getting connected to a this to Reiki, I, I say that Reiki is a specific channel of energy. You it's it's a lot more esoteric than maybe somatic, where I think somatic we're based, we're kind of getting more into the science of energy. Mm. And Reiki is more, you know, the spiritual side. You get connected to Reiki guides, you're using symbols. And you go through a beautiful ceremony to, to get connected to the energy. That's this, you know, just really special, unique thing to Reiki. And, and so that happens in a day or a weekend. And then you're left, like you kind of described, okay, well, now what? <laughs> and so most of us, either you, you know, continue learning on your own. Um, maybe you take some other kind of courses, but that's how this course, the somatic energy practitioner course was born, was actually like you had taken a couple of Reiki classes with me. I had taught a couple Reiki classes. Then COVID happened and it was like, oh man. And I knew that what I wanted after I first got attuned I had the same kind of feeling. Well, now what? Mm -hmm. well, what am I supposed to do with this? And am I even capable? And 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 am I even quote unquote worthy? And do I know enough to start healing? And the answer is yes. You always know enough to start if you have the intention and you want to do good and and help others. You do, mm -hmm. but 
there was a lot of information that I was like, I know there's more. And so I created the mentorship program where we took several months to go through each chakra and then also some sort of component that's that um complemented that so like when we dive into the root chakra we're also going to be talking about ancestral healing mm -hmm. and healing your lineage and connecting to your actual roots that you have in this body um and um I knew that it wasn't something that could be done quickly, like in a weekend, let's just cram it all in. Let's learn as much as we can. It was meant to be experienced. And every class had homework that you guys were supposed to do and, and get connected spending like an entire month just with that one chakra. And so as time evolved, I was, you know, for, because that first, those first two rounds that I taught that it was only for my Reiki students mm -hmm. and I didn't have a space, you know, um, but I only opened it to people who had been attuned to specifically Reiki. And so we had that as our foundation. And then what I started to realize when I opened up Anamkara and, you know, cut to a couple more years later, and I started bringing in so many other different healing modalities. And I myself took a year long earth medicine practitioner training course, where I was diving into, you know, all earth based healing practices, but everything from extraction work to plant medicine, um, to, uh, sound healing to, um, you know, just working on a body vibrationally yeah. and, and, and there was no Reiki as a basis. And so it was like, Reiki is its own thing, its own category, its own channel of energy. What's beautiful about it is that it's very ritualistic. Mm -hmm. It has an invocation. It has, you know, specific guides. It has specific symbols. And, and what's also beautiful about Reiki is that it has this framework that's like, Step one, step two, step three. Now, you and I both know that within that, there's so much that can happen. Yes. And so that's what I was interested in was, wait, you know, number one, I need to know how to talk to these people about what I'm seeing, feeling, sensing. And number two, I'm wanting to go off the roadmap a little bit. Right. I'm wanting to bring in other things like sound, like essential oils, like crystals. Um, I'm wanting to do things like extraction work. I'm feeling like there's more here. And, and, and so then it was like, okay, when I think about somatic therapy or somatic healing, you know, soma is the Latin word for body. So somatic is essentially the study of the energy body, mm. right? Or the body, but often it refers to energetics. And, and the truth is, you don't need to be attuned to Reiki to sense energy. Right. And you don't need to be attuned to Reiki to give energy. And I learned that in my energy practitioner training course, you know, and I heard from a lot of people in that course, or I, I, you know, overheard other students saying, yeah, I took Reiki, but it was just like a weekend. And so like, I didn't really buy it. 
Mm. You know, like I really connect to it. You and I did not have that feeling. We both felt very open and very like, whoa, that was powerful. I feel a connection to the guides. I feel a connection to these rituals. This is beautiful, you Mm. know. And Reiki is a Japanese practice that is older than Dr. Yusui, Dr. Mikao Yusui, who's, you know, who uh, that's the one that's the most popular um, but it's much older than that. And right. actually it is very earth based. So somatic is like, to me, I think this is the invitation for anybody and everybody. And gosh, what if we all learned how to tune in to our energetic selves? And what if we could tune in to other people's energetic selves and you know, the ancestral traumas that we have, the traumas that we take on in this, you know, life. And we could have more empathy for each other and we could learn tools and systems to transform and transmute that energy. Like that's the kind of world I want to live in. So that was where it's like, let's open this up to anyone and everyone who's, if you're a committed to taking a 10 month training with me, like <laughs> welcome, yes. come on in. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you must be interested in some way, shape or form in healing for your greater good, but also the world. And, 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 you know, my business, you know, mission statement, you know, Anamkara is where daily meditation studio. We teach virtual and in-person classes. We do one-on-one healings. We do, tons of workshops like sound baths with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole point of it, and it was born, you know, you were at my very first event that I ever did when it was even a different business name. The whole point of it was to drop people into their heart centers so that that would have a ripple effect out in our world. Yeah. And it's simple, but it's everything. So that's that's kind of where the course came from that's, I, and I, what I think the difference in the two things are. Yeah, and I, I love that. That's so great, you know, and, and, and to kind of speak to what you were talking about with Reiki and adding the modalities in, once you get, once you get comfortable with something and you, and you responsibly understand it, then you can responsibly start to, you know, see, see what else lands with you. And I think that's the beauty of, of the human doing this, right? It's, it's the experience that the human brings to the modality as well, right? Because you have what you've learned, right? You So taking the classes with you, taking the mentorship with you, all the, the, the trainings we've done has given me like that ground rules, right? The ground, the lay of the land of how to, how to make this work, right? How to understand this. But the more we start to understand that, the more we start to see like this information is going to land with me differently than it lands with you. And so the kind of the way I've been looking at it recently is, like when people ask, you know, like, hey, what kind of energy work do you do? Hmm, it's a great question. I I guess the umbrella would be Reiki, right? There's an umbrella that I'll call Reiki. Uh, but outside of that, it's however the human needs that I can provide, right? So if the human needs some sound, I got some sound for you. If you need some breath, we can do some breath work. If you need complete blackout light, you know, if you want some plant medicines, you know, whatever I can do that I feel responsible offering, now I can offer that to meet the human with with where where they're at, right? And I think that's and where that's the, that's the beauty where it comes from because that's how 
you responsibly allow these modalities to morph into what makes the most sense. And it's almost like those actualization moments that we talk about, like, you know, the, the enlightenment or whatever, right? It's you finding the way that, so for me, for example, right, I've been passionate about sound since I was a child, right? I love, uh, I love moving myself, right? I love finding ways to explore my consciousness. I love quantum physics, even though I don't understand a fucking bit of it, right? Yeah, right. I, I, just, I, I try my <laughs> goddamn hard i literally was watching that video that you sent me the youtube video yeah. and the the part that i understood was when the cartoon came on because i was like i get cartoons and i love I've that quantum like guy three times yeah that yeah. video that he sent about the double slit experiment i've uh, yeah i watch that constantly because if i start to forget the concept i'll watch that again because it's an immediate refresher of like that cartoon scientist knows how to speak to my <laughs> speak to me right Same. but you yeah. know but when we start to find the ways that the information lands with you, individually you, right? Once you found the ways to responsibly ingest that information, when you find that way it interweaves with the weirdness that you hold as a human being, that's the magic. That's yeah. where that true healing practitioner starts to find the way that they're supposed to be because they're really starting to tune into themselves and figure out all the ways that stuff works with them, right? And so like you were saying, like somatic healing, like probably a lot of us do this without even thinking about it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I would actually say that for you, you can start calling yourself a somatic energy practitioner as whenever you want, um, because you saw the coursework. There's only a few things that we haven't studied particularly together. But my goodness, you've been doing this podcast now a couple of years. You've had all kinds of people on that are bringing in different ways of working with the body, working with energy. And then you yourself have branched out into new and other ways. And you just described like, what's, what's my, you know, what is my modality? Well, there's this, there's this, there's this. And so actually, so somatics is the umbrella. It's mm -hmm. anything okay. that is going to deal with the energetic body and your healing. And then Reiki is, is one of the things that you do. And, and I think you can, you know, you can say like, I channel that energy. And like, for me, I can't actually, I shouldn't say I can't, I choose not to, I, I, I rarely separate them out now because, or, or not now ever, because Reiki is just, it, it's my home. It's where I started into the energy work. And I, I, I'll never not be connected to that. And I teach it. I, I love it. Like I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about my connection to the guides. So I, I pretty much always bring those rituals and that channel of energy into my somatics. But I have also, you know, I know that when I first started Reiki, some of the things that would hang me up were, what if I didn't do this exact step mm. in the, the, the ritual, right? Um, and I know for lots of my students are like, oh, I said the invocation differently or or quote unquote wrong or oh, I forgot to say it. Um, I know that energy is still happening even when I'm not necessarily channeling that specific energy. Right. Like, like in a yoga class, for instance, when you go do an adjustment on somebody maybe you didn't invoke Reiki or, um, you know, you're channeling that specific energy, but I've had adjustments from you. Like it feels very powerful. It feels like you just came into my field 
and then changed the trajectory of the energy in my body. Right. You know, so I think somatic is the umbrella. And what I think we're going to continue to see and why we're seeing this word so much and people are saying, I would like that. And do you know about this is because science is catching up to this. I mean, it's you and I talk about this. all. I mean, your podcast is called Journey of the Modern League. Like this journey has been thousands of years, you know, of people studying the energetics of the body. I think in the modern world, we got off the rails a little bit and and we were really focused on all the healing happening up here in our mind, which, you know, I'm all about like I my whole course is based on <laughs> Eastern body, Western mind with just a couple of cliff notes in little here, bookmarks here and there, you know, a few hundred post-its <laughs> marking the pages that I find important, you know, but we got too focused on the mind as the modality to heal, quote unquote, heal ourselves. Yeah. And now what we are seeing is that science is catching up and going, wait a minute. We actually know and understand now that the body holds trauma, not just the mind, the body. It's mm-hmm. not just our memories that we can think and remember but the body literally stores it in places inside of us. And we know that epigenetics is also real and that memory and trauma gets passed down in our DNA, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And, And so science is going, okay, there's something here. You know, like science is studying sound healing. Science is, you know, we, we see more and more that people are letting Reiki practitioners into the hospitals, oh, yeah. into therapy, you know, um, because they're like, maybe I can't quite pinpoint it yet, but it's here yeah. and there's something to it. And so, of course, naturally, our, you know, world wants to define it and put it in a box and like give it names. And so we've come up with this term somatic healing, somatic therapy. And you know me because I'm very similar to you. I love knowing the why and the how, because I know when I very first took Reiki, I was like, wait, but how? (laughs) Like I can feel that it's happening, but I don't understand how, which makes me not fully trusted. Right. Right. And makes me question my abilities to be capable of doing it because I can't explain it. And so this is really giving us the language. And I think we're just going to continue to see in the next three years, five years, 10 years, this catching up. You know, it's like we, we, we know our Dr. Huberman's are starting to talk about energy frequency and listen to the specific hertz of music and and it'll do this for your cognitive focus and your mind and and letting go of stress this last year i took a coaching program from um my my best friend i call her she doesn't know it but we are besties um (laughs) mel robbins and she's she's very um analytical you know that's part of what she's known for is she takes thoughts and then brings in the research behind them to back it up and says, well, yeah, we think we should do this, but here's why. Here's all the reasons. A good month of her six month course was about the deep quiet is what she called it. And it was all about sound healing and 
meditation and getting quiet because we know that it works. Yeah. And so I think that we're going to keep seeing this in in more places and science is going to continue to define it. Yeah, definitely. And I want to kind of draw back a little bit to the uh, the DNA part that you talked about, how our body stores yeah. information. And, and, you know, there's uh, the video that you sent me also, you know, uh, which, if I remember, I'll post in the show notes because it's, it's a good video. It's like hour and a half long or something. Uh, yeah, it's cool. And they talk about in that video about how DNA stores information, right? And there was actually a documentary, a docuseries on Netflix that came out, I think just middle of last year, 2023, and it was about uh, the future. And it was a, a mini mini series about like what to expect in the future, future of pets, future of plants, future of you know all this different stuff, controlling weather, Ooh. all this shit, right? It's really interesting. And they're, they, they're, it's great because they chunk it out into different types of development, right? And then they say, okay, so 10 years from now, expect this. 20 years from now, expect this. 30 years from now, ooh, what the hell? This is going to be interesting. And one of the episodes they talk about is um, how... Uh, well, there's actually two. There's one that's circular around plants, and then there's another one that's uh, it's around what's going to happen to us after we pass. And they both <laughs> the balloons just came up on my screen. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, fun! <laughs> that's great. I don't know how I did that, but I'm gonna try to do that again. Uh, <laughs> fucking zoom. But they uh, they're they're talking about in the plant episode how they're now uh, they've they've successfully. Um, ingested information into plant DNA. And one of the things they're trying to do now is they're, they're, the idea is using your plant as your data storage for like Spotify, for Pandora, for your photos, for all that stuff. So instead of having your device with all the things on it, you have a plant that literally has stored in its DNA your entire Spotify catalog. And then you can just like oh play God, from your plant, wild. right? And then the death episode they talk about they talk about uploading our consciousness, artificial intelligence version of consciousness into living trees and having living cemeteries. So you can go to a cemetery and and go to your... My, so in my example, I'd go to my mom's tree and my dad's tree. And I can call a version of my mom and basically that hologram would come up and be able to communicate with me in the way that my mom would have because it's now stored the information of my mother in the DNA of that tree. Right. And so, you know, like we have the test, we've had the test for decades now about, uh, you know, mice. Right. So let's say we have a mother mouse and we play a sound. And every time we play this sound, we shock that mouse. Right. And it's not humane by any means at all. Right. And hopefully we can find better ways to prove these in the future. But the next litter of mice that comes from that mother, when you hear that sound, no shock involved, the mouse will cower. Right. The new baby mouse will cower because it's in its DNA that that sound causes harm, right? And that's just yeah. one generation. And I can't remember how long, how many generations that, that actually sticks around. But, you know, so we've, and it, to your point again, for the people that need the scientific proof, it's coming yeah. and it's there. And it's so kind of baffling and seems sci-fi-ish at times to see what we're actually right. finding out that we're capable of that, you know, like I don't, you know, healthy skepticism is a great thing to have, right? But in, in, and I think it, it's, it, it helps us a lot. It saves us a lot. But it shouldn't hinder us from trying to just see what that information might might hold. And if it doesn't hold something for you, fuck it off. Leave it alone. That's fine. That's great. But you tried, right? You saw it. Right? You, you, you attempted it. And I think that's where we're at now is like, take the, take the glasses off. Take the blinders off. There's so much in here we don't know about that we've been hearing about that we kind of think we know about. But now we're having proof of. See the proof see the documentation because uh -huh. it's, it's fantastic.
okay, you have to send me this um, uh, uh, Netflix because I need to go deep down into this rabbit hole. This sounds amazing. It's great. Like they're actually also talking about inner uh, interfusing um, plant DNA with bioluminescence and utilizing plants that glow in in your house instead of lights. You have glowing plants. So it's not as harsh on the eyes. It's easier. It's no no power, right? We don't have any power that's plugged in. It's all just bioluminescence from the plants. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking bonkers. Well, that's, yeah. You know, I mean, totally down another rabbit hole, but it's <laughs> like biohacking and, you know, like how do we optimize this physical human body that we're in? But I think that really when you go back to, you know, what were the yogis doing? What were the Shinto Japanese energy practitioners doing before it was called Reiki? Right. They were trying to optimize the human experience by healing, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the yogis were trying to understand and, you know, to evolve into this higher state of consciousness, because if you do, that's the ultimate, you know, life you're, you're, you transcend it all. Right. So, you know, I think it's just another way of thinking about that, of transcendence or evolution or, you know, just let's call it living your best damn life. Right. You know, like, because you're here, you know, and, and we're going to continue to see the human body live longer and longer and longer. Right. You know, and, and, and I think we will get our heads around you know, how to take care of the planet better. And we're, we're going because we have to, right. you know, and so we will continue to live longer, but you're seeing, you know, people who aren't even biohackers living until they're well into their hundreds, right. you yeah. know? And so if we're going to be doing that, let's find a way to therapeutically work with our body and what we, you know, we take on, intentionally unintentionally and store inside of us mm -hmm. yeah which is where the somatics comes in there's a interesting uh, uh idea about evolution i heard recently and uh they were basically talking about how in in uh, the human existence now uh, not only do we understand the concept evolution of evolution not, not only with ourselves but with humanity with society with animals with plants with the universe whatever right we understand that it's evolving in ways so not only do we understand the concept of evolution but we're now at a part in our existence where we can be a part of that evolution. We can manipulate that evolution, right? Now, whether that's through biohacking, like you were talking about, or spiritual evolution with our consciousness, finding different ways to utilize, you know, the DNA, the brain, the cells, all that, the energy within us. But it's just, a, it's an interesting point, you know, because it, we, it's, it's a natural thing. It's going to happen whether we do it or not, right? Evolution, right? And now the, the, but we're at a point now where we can start to direct the evolution that we're experiencing as well as embrace the natural evolution that we don't have really a part of. Right. Uh, now that can be scary for a lot yeah. of people because that can, you know, that evil genius kind of idea can pop up and, you know, but I think, you know, with the rise of plant medicine usage and acceptance and, you know, the, the, the way that the world seems to be moving and it can be very tumultuous and it can be very scary. Um, yeah. but sometimes that's, that, that unrest is what we need to see what actually needs to be worked on so we can find the peace. Right. hundred yeah. percent. Um, I was just talking with a, with a friend today, you know, about 
when we get sick, you know, and the like November and into December, I got sick like three times and it was like, what is going on? And this is so frustrating and I'm, I'm, I want to fight it. And how did this happen? And, you know, and then, and then how can I get rid of it? And often what we do is we take medicine that doesn't actually get rid of it. It just masks it or, um, you know, sort of blocks it so that we don't have to feel it. Mm -hmm. And really it's all, there to show us to teach us something is is either out of balance or there's something in the environment that's out of balance and our bodies are just processing that so we didn't do anything wrong right. and it's just an opportunity to you know find a lesson to to you know detox to heal um i was talking with another healer about that um she was doing some work on me because i was like okay, this is the third time I've been sick. And she's like, yeah, ooh, what's what's there here to learn? And I'm like, <laughs> I love people. Like oh, yeah, that. <laughs> fun, easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> what's your you opportunity, know? Hannah? <laughs> yes, and that's exactly what she said. It's just, you know, sickness is, is an opportunity. And I and I think, you know, please hear me say that with a grain of salt. I, I, I've, you know, as, as both Adam and I have both walked our mothers through cancer and through death, you know, when you're going through that kind of thing, you don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, there is something here for you right. to evolve into, to learn. There is a lesson. There is something here for you. So yeah. 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 Evolution, like you said. It is, you know, and that's, that's a hard, that's a hard uh, message to receive. And that's, that's, you know, I was actually talking about this with the client yesterday, the other day. And, uh, and this person came to me and has experienced massive amounts of trauma, gone through some stuff, you know, and, and it is doing a beautiful job, like rebuilding her humanity. And, uh, and this person came to me the other day and was, and was talking about basically the concept of, uh, I, she, this person said, I now understand how to integrate the trauma that I've experienced into myself to help make me stronger. And I immediately started crying because that's one of those things that you've got to learn on your own. If somebody sits there and tells you, integrate your trauma. It happened for you. Get ready to duck because they're either going to throw something at you or swing at you because like <laughs> yeah, you totally. have no we'll idea what middle fingers <laughs> motherfucker. Right. Yeah. And, but that is the gift of the trauma is finding the way that it integrates inside of you so that you take the lesson and the knowledge and the knowing and you can integrate that and, and utilize that as a strength. Right. It's like ADHD. Like that can be seen as a crutch but it can also be as your superpower, right? Because nobody can focus on shit like you can, right? So yeah. it's, but, but again, that's gotta be your journey to find because if somebody keeps telling you that, that's the most triggering thing that you could possibly hear. It's happening for you. Bah, ah, bah, dog, yeah, bob and totally. weave, bob and weave, right? Totally. So, so thank you for making that statement because it is very, very important that we do understand that these things do happen for us. But again, that is your journey to find, right? I'm not going to sit there and tell yeah. you that because that's annoying. Uh, yeah. but, but I think that's really what, you know, and that's, it kind of just goes back to, again, like people get into this somatic healing practice, you know, sometimes for themselves, but often they are just like, oh yeah, this sounds really interesting to learn. This sounds, that's why I added four new modules to it because you know, you took it when I first started doing it as a mentorship, we have like our first call, here's the baseline, here's what we're going to do. Here's the other students that you're practicing with. And then second call, we're getting into root chakra work. Mm -hmm. And they think they're just coming in to learn about the root chakra. And really, 
we're pulling back the big old curtain on their life and where the trauma originated in their roots and what trauma got passed down to them. And it's like, whoa, yeah. I was not ready for this. <laughs> and so that's why I'm like, okay, well, I need literally four modules before we get into the root chakra because it does take so much trust not just in yourself to step up and to to walk yourself through that journey, but to trust the other people that you're working with in the class, you know, and to potentially trust a healer that you're working with, a practitioner that you're working with. Um, so, you know, and, and, you know, I've taught the course four times now. I've taught Reiki, I don't even know how many times now. And so, and you and I've unpacked the chakras together, all kinds of <laughs> ways and times. Um, I never not learn something about myself. I never not uncover another layer of healing, introspective, you know, th thinking and like, whoa, whoa, I didn't see it like that because because we are always evolving evolution doesn't stop that's the whole point it is right. constant and and we are always blooming into new versions of ourselves and then have the opportunity to relate to what has happened to us in our lives in a new way with fresh lenses and this is where i believe you know we create generational healing that I think goes beyond space and time, beyond just these bodies that we have here right now. But when we learn how to process trauma, you know, and and what is trauma? It's anything that your body didn't understand how to handle. Mm. And so it created a safety mechanism to protect you from that. And that gets stored in our bodies. But when we work on that, it you heal yourself, but then you show up differently to the rest of your life. And so whether you have a child or not, there's a generational shift that happens that changes the evolution all around you, which is kind of where we're, you know, we get into like the quantum physics and quantum yeah. entanglement and all that fun stuff, which I love that you and I are both like, I, I, I love the ideas of it. I can't quite, you know, it's you just right there out of the it. reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's the evolution, you know, that's what it's all about. And that's why, again, you know, I created a course that's 10 months long. Cause I think that's just scratching the surface. Yeah. You know, we dive into each, each one of the modules for a good three hours and then you have a good two hours of homework on it and that's literally scratching the surface because you are not ever done you're not ever done right you know and and i think when and i bet you are similar to this because i know you and um and i know our journeys are similar like i really thought just get me to the finish line you know when i started my <laughs> yoga journey i was like burnout i was burnout in my job, it, which was director of operations of four restaurants. Right. I was out in my marriage. I was burnout in motherhood. I had a you know toddler at home and I was like, all right, this isn't working. I got to find something that does just give me the magic pill yeah. and then tell me that I am healed and I am done. How quick is it going to be? How, how long is it? Can I just, can I do this in a weekend? Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. 
And that's not the way that it is. Yeah. And that's where just like we can embrace, you know, what things, what challenges come at us. Doesn't mean we always leap over the hurdle. Sometimes we fall right through that hurdle. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. But we embrace what comes to us because we all have the opportunity to continue to heal and evolve and become more of our true essence and yeah. who we want to be. Definitely. <laughs> and that's, uh, that, <clears throat> I think, realizing that, that the hard part for me was realizing that I wasn't who I wanted to be. Because yeah. of my egoic mind, I was like, oh, I'm good, right? I'm, I'm, I'm climbing the corporate <laughs> ladder. I've got bonuses. I've got insurance. Got two yeah. beautiful kids. Had a, yeah. you know, fiance at the time, different lady. Yeah. All the, all the, the, the KPIs, all the qualifiers were being checked, right? But yeah. so, but it wasn't until like, you know, I listened to myself. I listened to myself. I, I got through the drunken haze of what I was putting myself through and finally heard that ping of a scream. That confused, desperate, fucking, just please fucking hear me from the depths of your soul scream that yeah. we're not happy and we're not doing this right, you know? Yeah. And it was like, fuck, okay, well, shit, let's start unpacking this stuff, you know? And even though, you know, the, through the whole process, you know, whatever process, you know, we, we're constantly un, unraveling something and, and turning over a new rock and finding something else. And that can seem daunting. And for me, that does seem daunting at times. But I think something, something that I realized the other day, and it was a conversation I was having, but it was like, we're not going to get to all of our traumas in this life, right? Uh, whether it's our traumas, our, our pre-generational traumas, our post-generational traumas, whatever's going to happen, we're not going to get to them all, right? And so... Right. It's exactly right. And, and part of it is like, if we did conquer all of our traumas, right, you know, good, great. That's awesome. Right. But there's so many of these lives that we have to live in, in, in my understanding of reincarnation, which I love the idea of, right. There's so many yeah. different uh, incarnations we have to get to, we have to get back again. We're not going to do it all this time around. So when you get like into your healing journey, you can start to really understand like, some of these triggers, well, I'm not going to get past that trigger. I can find a way to integrate it and create some boundaries around me to where I don't re receive that trigger. I might not be healed, ED, you know, from it, yeah. but maybe it's just not on my my list of things I'm going to get to in this in this incarnation, right? So finding yeah. ways to integrate some of those traumas and some of those things that you've experienced, knowing that eventually you'll get to them in some life, but getting to what you can now. Yes, I love it so much, and it. Again, it's like it shifts and changes, you know, when we do that work, there is no perfect. There's, you know, you're the only one who can give you the gold stars. Like you know, nobody else is going to do it for you. Like there is no perfect in this. There's just the evolution, you know, the evolution of you. I just got done this weekend teaching, you know, my seventh year in a row, my new year's evolution uh, workshop. Yes which is all about, you know, manifesting the life that you want. And, and I don't think of manifesting in some woo woo, you know, I love what Monica says, our, our, your, your fiance and my dear sister, yeah. I got a little bit of woo and a little bit of woo hoo. Yeah, like, right. you know, <laughs> like I, I like the woo, but I also like tangible. I don't think of manifestation as just things that just happen because you just, you know, either you never thought of it or it just you like, I really think of manifestation as a conscious process, right. you know, yes, the universe shows up for you when you show up for it. But I think it's a conscious process of seeping yourself in the feelings and mindset 
and then taking the actions towards what it is you want. And so that workshop isn't called, you know, New Year's resolution. Right. It's called New Year's evolution. And actually, I came up with that name with my good girlfriend, um, Lindsay, who you have had on this podcast as mm, well. Yeah. She started the business together originally. But that that idea has stayed so true. You know, we just, you know, I so I did two workshops this weekend. We've got another workshop um, on the 20th. We are never done. We're mm-hmm. always evolving. And when we can start to see that as a gift, like, heck yeah. And that's what the whole point of the somatic energy practitioner training is, is to give you the tools in order to travel through that. And that's why every single module and and the way I've laid it out is so intentional to take you through a healing journey. And then you can share that, whether it's just through your existence or through the conversations you have, you know, um, you know, the way you show up in your relationships, the way you talk to your friends, your family, your lovers, or maybe you do, you know, start to see clients or start to exchange energy sessions with people. But it's all about you healing you first. It's for you first and always. Yeah. And then it spreads over. It just spills out of the cup. Yeah. And even, you know, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that because even after it spills out of the cup, you're still seeing seeing the people that are emulating the shit that you've got to work on within yourself. Right. <laughs> Every oh, guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I've sat across from a client giving them some type of advice that was gifted to me in some kind of way. Seeing myself reflected in their eyeballs saying, hey, Adam, guess what? You need to do this too, right? This is your work today too, right? And it's, and it's so it's, it's kind of, at first it was a little terrifying because I'm like, oh my God, it's so coincidental, you know? And now it's like, okay, universe, I get it. I get it. All right. Keep sending me the people that I need to work on myself with, you know? That's right. That's right. And, or it's like, or it's something that you literally just processed the day before, the week before. And then you have the perfect medicine for your client because you just processed it. So it's either like stuff that you just processed or like you just said, stuff that you need to continue to process. And as you're giving the advice, I so agree. There's been so many times where I'm like, you better do that. You better better read that book. You better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got my notes for my clients and right next to it, I got a column for me. It's like, okay, I'm going to take that one over for me too. And I'll work on that when you're done. Thanks Thanks for bringing that out for me. (laughs) I love that so much. Heck yeah. Uh, So so as we start to wrap up a little bit here, um, I think the last thing I really want to talk to you about is just how you integrate somatic healing into your energetic work. Right. So yeah. how, how is that finding its way into your path? And like, what are your, some of the, the ways that the somatic work st- kind of stands out from the energy work that you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I feel like this shift really started to happen when I took that earth medicine um, training. I don't know. It's been probably almost five years now. I can't quite remember, you know, with COVID it, it has everything all I think it's been about five years, but, um, you know, it really started to shift there and, and, and I was kind of explaining at the beginning, you know, now it's integrated into everything that I do. So, you know, when, 
you took my very first Reiki training that we ever took. And I taught that with Jen. It was very traditional, you know, Western Reiki. My Reiki that I teach now even starts to dabble in this somatic stuff because one of the things that I talk about a lot with people is how do you do therapeutic dialogue, Mm. which I learned in earth medicine practitioner training um, is where it started. But it started even before that because I was having clients and I've gone to a traditional, I keep saying traditional, but it's sort of like what we've known for the last um you know 60 years in the western world maybe even a little longer now you know but it's like what we've known since like the 50s 60s 70s and like what kind of got popular in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s where you you go into a reiki session they say what's your intention for the session and they're like or they might not even ask you that and then you lay down on the table they do um a head to toe energy balancing. And then they might tell you one or two things that they noticed or like um, what you might want to work on, but they're going to talk to you for probably less than five minutes. They're going to give you a cup of water and then they're going to say, you know, please feel free to book another session with me when you're ready. Um, Or, or they might suggest like, you know, come back and see me in two weeks. Um, And I believe that healing works. I know that it works. I've had it Mm -hmm. Um, and I've done it. Um, But I think that where the beauty lies is in this integration of not just the mind, not just the conscious thinking that we all do, but also the body and the energy work. Yeah. And so for for me, it's it's pretty hard for me to do a session without having some therapeutic dialogue and some coaching. Not because I I can't do an energy balancing without it. I can. I don't need you to tell me anything. Right. Since your energy or to give you energy or to channel Reiki. But I believe that there's a beautiful healing that happens when we put the client in the role of their being their own healer. Right. And exactly. uncovering and 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 being witnessed in what it is they are processing through. I can't tell you how many times in talking with a client and them expressing what's going on, they've had an aha, like, right. Oh shit. I, I never thought of it that way. I, I, um, you know, they'll hear themselves talk and then it's like, Oh wow, that's present for me, you know, or, or then you can reflect it back to them and they actually hear what it is they're feeling, thinking and processing. So I think that for me, you know, the somatic works comes in a through very much so in therapeutic dialogue and talking with my clients. But then I, you know, I do just coaching. Mm -hmm. So I will do just a straight coaching session with you and I'm fine with that. You know, I'm fine. We can spend 60 to 90 minutes talking Mm -hmm. that works. That's okay. But I, you know, really it's, it's, it's hard for me to not either a walk you through some sort of somatic practice, like either your breathing or mindfulness, you know, like getting into a mindful practice or like touching your body, like, you know, like, so, which is the somatics, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
I teach in the somatic energy therapy all kinds of different ways to interrupt emotions that we have that are, you know, quote unquote, undesirable, like stress, anxiety, guilt, shame, anger. Like, how can you touch your own body mm-hmm. to snap you out of that emotion? Because a lot of times when you're in it, you can't think yourself out of it. Right. You know, and so breath work is huge. You know, I definitely think that's a big one. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me. You know, I had a, a, a person interested the other day in like wanting to do just coaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course, you know, I think that'd be great for you. But I also knew that he, as he was talking and as he was describing what he was feeling and what it was he wanted to coach on, I'm like, yeah, we can think our way through a lot of this and we can... <laughs> process and we can come up with game plans. I love a strategy. I love tools. Yeah. I love, you know, to focus on, well, what's next? What do I do? I I want to get people as involved in it as possible. But as he's talking, I'm like, I can tell you right now that 50%, if not more of this lives in your body <laughs> and it's stored belief systems and thoughts and traumas and ways of being that served you at one time or that were passed on to you and you didn't even have any conscious of getting like, or we can, you know, so anyway, I just, it's like, it's all of it. So, so yeah. Well, there's something my, my meditation mentor Tang tells me all the time. And, um, and it's, uh, basically paraphrasing. It's like, you know, we're all going to go through some kind of shit in our lives, right? We're all going to have some kind of hardship, you know, whether it's a loss or a separation or, you know, whatever it is, right. We're going to experience some kind of sorrow. So having some, a semblance of a peaceful practice built already when we're calm of mind and we're able-bodied and we can see and clear and think and all that stuff, right? Having those practices in place so that when shit does go sideways, you can draw on your breath work, you can draw on your yoga, you can draw on your meditation, whatever it is, right? And I'm not saying that you can't build those things at any point in time. But if you're going through grief, which lands in our lungs, which restricts our breathing, and you try to develop a breath practice, which is a beautiful way to, to manage grief, but you're in grief and you don't have a breath practice, it's so fucking hard to get your body to do that stuff, right? To sit down and meditate when all you want to do is cry, right? But it's so helpful. So know that it's going to happen. And not like a doomsday shit. Like don't existentially look out for and don't like, you know, like I'm I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop so much so I can't even embrace joy. No, fuck that, right? Be happy. But have those peaceful practices ready when you're of sound mind, right? Get your yoga and get your movement, get your walks, get your dog walk, whatever it is that you have that makes you feel like a human being that understands your own constitution. Build it now because eventually you'll need it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I, I agree, you know, and um, all of our, you know, ancient philosophers and teachers have said the same thing. Like, you know, suffering is part of this life experience. Right. And I believe, you know, on an, on an evolutionary level, you know, and, and I do believe in the soul, my, my, business name means soul friend. So I definitely believe in the soul. Um, I believe there's this inner essence than us that lives outside of the thinking mind and the physical body. Like it comes to experience it. Right. And as, as 
crazy as that might sound when you are going through one of the hardest moments of your life that that you are here to experience this that's when our human race the human consciousness makes the evolutions mm. you know is 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 often when we see ourselves through our darkest moments our our the parts that just knock us over or rip us apart you know i i call them life trucks like when they just <laughs> mow you over and you're able to get back up no matter what it looks like right. you know but you're able to truly process it and not just you know either pretend it didn't happen or block it out or um you know use things like substances to kind of erase it or doll it out mm -hmm. When you truly do the work of healing those parts of us, that's that's the evolution. And I think that's what our souls like. They they like this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> A little sadist in there. Like, yeah, jump yeah, through those hoops. Yeah, step on that tack. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> because, because, you know, and truly you think about it, like a life with no contrast is boring. Right. And, and light without dark is just pure white, bright, Ugh. Yeah. And dark without light is also emptiness, you know? And so it's like, we need this contrast in order for the vibrancy and the expansion and the, um, the fullness of it all. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for giving us opportunities to explore that, uh, that contrast, you know, we need more people yeah. that can, you know, be those, uh, you know, grab our hand and, and like you've, I think you're the first one to tell me this, uh, walk yourself home. Right. It's like walking yep. yourself home, right? And so finding yep. those ways to embrace your humanity and to do the work, you know, and it's it's not easy, you know, but there's ways yep. to make it work and there's ways to find ways that you'll find success and the yep. the bad doesn't feel as bad and the pain doesn't feel as hard, but it's still there. You just find better ways to manage it, right? And that's so true. And thanks for uh, uh, giving us those opportunities and the, the knowledge to, uh, to find that way, you know, and that's, I think we need more of that. We need more people stepping up and saying, Hey, let's, let's, let's walk this path, right? Let's figure this out together because we're, we all deserve to find, find our modicums of happiness. Heck yeah. Ditto friend. Ditto. Yeah. The work that you do is also an expression of that, you know, through the podcast, through your healing sessions, through your sound baths, through your podcast, you know, it's an expression of that as as well and and i know we're all just getting started yeah we're, right. we're all getting started there'll be more there'll Hell be yeah. more so the evolution doesn't stop yep definitely well uh why don't we uh we sign off with where people can find you so if they want to sign up for yeah. or learn more about what the what autumn car and miss hannah talbot are doing yeah so if you are interested in taking the somatic energy practitioner training course i actually do offer it both in person and virtually at the same time and part of that was born out of, you know, doing it during COVID virtually and knowing that it was possible. And part of it is knowing that in 10 months, there's going to be sessions where you're probably not able to make it. And so number one, I want a recording of it. So we have the computer on. And then number two, I've had students um, this year from all over. We had a student, you know, my, I'm based in Spokane, Washington, but I had students in Pittsburgh. I had students in Arizona. I had students in Seattle um, and then people logging in when they couldn't make it in person. So we had somebody who was logging in from Peru while they were traveling. Huh. Um, so, you know, 
you can definitely um, find the 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 course um, virtually or in person. So go to Anam Kara Healing dot center and then go to our events page and it's right now at the very bottom of the event page if you don't see it just click show more it just is you know that we've got all kinds of events going on so please feel free to join it if if you don't make it this round or if it's not calling to you this round my plan is to teach it again in january of 2025 um so this year we start it on february 13th of 2024 hmm. Um, so if you are hearing this and you want to take it, please reach out. You can also email me. Um, my email is on the website or, you know, just go to the contact page. You can find us on Instagram. Um, that's another way to connect with us and just stay connected. It's just Anamkara Healing Center. And like I said before, we teach daily meditation and mindfulness classes. They're really, they really become, you know, I would say, 50% coaching, 50% meditation, and and almost every class is kind of like that. Some are more meditation and some have a little bit more coaching. Um, we have an embodiment class. We have, um, you know, manifest mindset and visualization every day. And that's all about, you know, okay, how do you get into this? Every day we talk about Here's one coaching, you know, here's a tool, here's a tip to think about. So in all of our classes, these meditation classes, you know, it's not like a meditation app. Mm -hmm. This is a community. This is interactive. While we do have our own app and everything is recorded and then uploaded to that. So there's a library of the classes. This is really about um, community. Mm -hmm. And I created that because when I started my mindfulness practice, I was like, I can't meditate for two minutes without <laughs> being distracted and being somewhere else. I need somebody to hold my hand. I need a teacher to ask questions. I need somebody else to hold me accountable. And so the manifest and um, mindset class is just that. A little bit of coaching. Then we do conscious journaling. Then we do uh, visualization. We'll do about 10 minutes of meditation and visualization. And then at the end, we check in. What's one thing you're going to do today? Yeah. And so it's very interactive, community oriented, but we've got all kinds of cool classes, you know, mind detox um, on the weekends we have, you know, it's like a Reiki plus tarot class or a Reiki plus sound bath or, and so you can experience distance Reiki, but also in person, if you come in person on Sundays, we just added restorative yoga. Mm. So there's really all kinds of ways to connect with us. And like I said, it's it's online and in person. And we also have it all recorded. So if you can't make it live, it is on our app. And then we do workshops. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, both in person and virtually. So all of the things, you know, um, I created the space to be a place for all of us to step into ourselves, to you know, to drop into our heart centers so that we can feel, you know, my, my tagline and my blessing for the world is that may you be nourished and ignited. Mm, yes. You know, of course, I wish that for myself first, because if I'm not feeling that, you know, what's the point <laughs> exactly. for me, yeah. you know, but, but my, my wish is that, and my blessing 
for everyone is that they feel nourished and ignited in their life. And so that's what everything that we do at Anamkara is focused towards. Mm, I love that. And uh, just thank you again for what you do. Like, it's so beautiful yes. to to know you, to see you, to watch you evolve, to watch you grow, to watch all the iterations of Hannah Talbot that I've seen and the, the iterations <laughs> that have yet to come. And it's it's such a beautiful thing to watch and to be witness to somebody else's actualization and their, their personal evolution. So... Uh, I got to say, it's pretty special, Adam, like you are, you know, my brother in arms, like we, you were literally there for my very first event that I ever did when, you know, I, I started this whole thing, you know, leaving the restaurant industry going, I'm going to open a yoga studio. Yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night writing my vision board or, you know, writing my mission statement and my values and what it would be. And that hasn't changed actually. But what did change is, you know, the the iteration of how it got shared with the world. But I know that like you guys booked it back just to be at that event because I, I was like, it's so important to me. And it was my very first one. Yep. And then you were a part of my very first Reiki one, my very first Reiki two and my very first mastership that I taught a couple years later. And you've been a part of a lot of firsts. And um, I'm excited to have you into Anamkara to do another sound bath with yeah. you. I love doing that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love working with you. I love being in our friendship and our in our growth and our evolution together. And it's a joy to be here. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Oh, you see, usually I get to do the tag in the end and stuff, and you just, <laughs> you filled it with so much love and joy. I'm, I'm going to let it there. Right. So I love it. Uh, thank you so much, love. And I can't wait to have you back and uh, all the things that Hannah talked about. We'll leave links in the show notes so you can go directly to her website, to her contact. So uh, please check back and uh, Hannah, we will talk with you soon. Thank you. See you soon, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with Hannah and I. Uh, please check out the show notes for ways to get in touch with Hannah to look at the uh, courses that she offers or the events that are upcoming. Um, you can connect with her directly, virtually, however you need to. So uh, obeisance and love. We will see you all next time.